Now, one of uh, Radio Metro's favorite sons is uh, Timothy Modise. He gave us the AM special. He gave us the joyride. He gave us the jungle fever, the mother of all shows, among others. <laughs> the early 90s. <laughs> Radio Metro Star. Hi, morning. Well, so please, How are you, Bopana? <laughs> I'm well, thank you, Timothy, considering. And how are you? Well, I'm, I'm good, brother. We are very grateful, thankful that we're still alive and present to sing praises of our departed homeboy and brother and friend and colleague, Bob Mabena. So, in a way, it's a mixed emotion type morning, but nevertheless, he came, he did what he did and left so much joy behind uh, when when he left us i'm deeply sorry timothy i'm deeply sorry about uh, the Gemma. talk to us about your co-star because we know that the early 90s metro or radio metro starred bob mabena and timothy modise so tell us about your co-star well let me tell you um, about bob in in this sense that one of the things and i was just reflecting on this is that actually Bob uh, exploded on the scene when he was still relatively young, right? And um, and uh, he started the nightclub circuit. I think it's Vinny uh, Da Vinci and uh, DJ Crystals, for instance, that he worked with at Club Gemini and those places. And uh, uh, Aldrin Sekhali uh, was already in Radio Bob. He might have helped uh, facilitate uh, for him to go and join Radio Bob then. But Bob was recruited to Radio Metro by Brakus uh, Hadebe in the early 90s. And of course, he just came right at the top, you know. He didn't sort of work his way to doing one of the uh, premier programs on the station. He just came straight in and was slotted into that top position. It was very appealing to especially young audiences at the time because of the kind of music he played, his nature, his enthusiasm and passion. And the other thing that I think uh, uh, was, is important to note about Bob, what, what made him even more popular, is that he engaged with audiences more, going um, to universities, to technicons, to go and play there at Freshers Balls and some of the parties that were held by young people. There. I don't think I did that much myself at that time. Bob was doing that. And, and of course, you could say he sort of owned the market, for, especially the youthful audiences of the 90s. So... That was one of the remarkable things in the early days of Radio Pop, of, of, of the jammer that uh, Bob Mabena, when he was with us at Radio Metro. He was absolutely brilliant, and uh, so are you, uh, Timothy, and uh, that's why uh, we celebrate you. We really, really, really do. Well, you know, you and I, my brother, belong to a mutual appreciation society, and uh, any, compliment, any compliment I get from you, I know it comes from a great place. It's genuine. And I feel the same way, too, about you, Wilson. And you know what? In your case, I don't even need to tell you. Every Sunday, your millions of followers tell you because they, they, they follow you like they follow a church. So you could, you could easily have the Wilson B. Church if you <laughs> wanted or Wilson B. Movement. <laughs> <laughs> That's very kind of you, uh, Timothy. And how would you like uh, people to remember Bob? I think uh, we should remember Bob as a very passionate, enthusiastic, and uh, committed professional in the broadcasting industry, especially radio. He loved it very passionately. Not only did he present programs, not only did he make music, not only did he reach out, as I indicated, but he even went into management 
and they tried different types of things and even changed formats where he could and moved around from SABC to Kai Media to uh, Kai FM and uh, uh, most recently at, um, at Power FM. And, and to my mind, when a person does that, not only do they achieve what they want to achieve for themselves, but they also seek to transform that which found in this instance the different stations that he worked for and different institutions that he worked for. So almost all the time, all Bob wanted to do was, and, and, and this is what he would do if in my case when we met, which was not as often as all that, but one way or another, the conversation would drift back to radio broadcasting. He always wanted to make it better. And he was, I don't think competitive is the right word, but he always would make it happen, so to speak. So I, uh, I lost a cousin most recently, and I was reflecting on why we are were affected by this. And I, I want to use the same words I, I, I used when I spoke about it. It is how people affect us that matters the most. And what affects us is how they make us feel. And in this instance, Bob made a lot of people feel good about themselves. And for that reason, uh, I'm very pleased that he came and left many people feeling better about having known him, including his personal friends, some of whom I know. So, you know, everybody who knows Bob loves Bob, the jammer. Our Timothy Modise. Tim, we love and celebrate you, my good sir. Well, my brother Wilson, you know, as I say, and you and I, we talk uh, now and again, and we share notes on a variety of things. I respect, adore you, and probably, you know, one of the, well, we can't talk about Radio Metro without talking about you, can we? <laughs> yeah? I mean, you had the longest unbroken stint, and I doubt that we can say there's Metro without saying Wilson being Corsi. Some of us came, were part of it, left, you stayed, and you've been very loyal to your followers and your followers have been loyal to you and you've defined how our Sundays should be like in South Africa. So, you know, you define a lot of uh, South African life. And as I said earlier, a compliment from you is a compliment not to be taken lightly by myself. So if it comes from a long stay and uh, uh, somebody who's achieved as much as you have, I will gladly embrace it, Wilson. I take it. With both hands. And thank you very much for that compliment. The very best to you, Timothy. Thank you very much.